Good morning, everybody. I am Jake with Mission 4110, and this is your Monday morning moment. Well, last weekend, I had the chance to go see an author that I really enjoy. His name is Bob Goff. And if you have ever heard of his name, read any of his books, heard any of his podcasts, heard him in interviews or anything like that, you know that this man is a bundle of energy. It makes my little ADHD heart so, so, so excited to hear him because this guy just goes and goes and goes and goes and he's on all kinds of different tangents. But one of the biggest things that he talks about is not letting ourselves get distracted by from our main goal, which is to show people the love of Christ. Ah, good old distractions. I, you know, they, they happen every day. I mean, there's always things out there that are always vying for our attention for, for things. There are things that are always trying to, um, to grab our attention away from whatever it is that we're doing. And quite honestly, I can tell you right now that I struggle with that hardcore in my life. You know, but these distractions, they're, they're there to de- and they're designed to, to take our eyes off of the goal. And it's easy to fall into them. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've fallen into rabbit trails um, in a, on a daily basis. Um, one of the things I ended up having to do a couple of weeks ago was just take a break from social media because I found myself being sucked into it. Um, I'm kind of back to it, but I've noticed that it's starting to creep back in a little bit. And that's not a, that's not a, a good thing. Because distractions, they can keep us from our true mission. In fact, I think one of the greatest tools that the devil uses against us is this thing called distraction. And if we're not careful, we find ourselves kind of falling into into this routine of always giving in to these distractions in our lives. Um, I know I, for one, have a hard time sometimes um, doing that. There's seasons in my life where I find that the distractions are just so much more better to to deal with than what it is that I'm supposed to do. Um, There's weeks where I go without doing devotions because I'd much rather be playing a game on my phone or, or watching YouTube or, or, you know, scrolling through Facebook. And so I just kind of let my devotional life drift away. And unfortunately it takes, it takes a real strong will to bring it back into perspective where I, I know that I need need to focus on the goal. Now, if you remember right, we're, we're going through John 17, which is the prayer that Jesus prayed after he gave his final sermon, I guess you could say, his, his discourse to his disciples in the upper room. And Jesus went into this prayer. It's the last time that he would really pray with his disciples, all of them together, before being crucified. And in the first part, we talked about how Jesus was praying for the fact of his, or praying for his relationship with his father, that he was the Messiah. And last week, we, we talked about how there there's this new, not new, it's not new at all, it's age old, but there's this, this theology out there that, that is preaching that Jesus isn't the Messiah, he's not the risen Savior. And we talked about how, how that's horrible to think about because the whole reason that we are called Christians, the whole reason that we are called followers of Christ, the whole reason that we we read the Bible is, is because we believe in the salvation that comes to us through Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. 
And like I said last week, we, Jesus was praying about his relationship with God. And now Jesus is actually going to move into praying for the disciples that are seated with him around the table. I'm going to start reading in verse number in verse 9. He says, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost, except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. Jesus is praying for his disciples that they remain unified towards the goal that that they realize that they are not of the world. They are in the world, but they're not of the world. And then he prays for this thing called truth. What is truth? Let me ask you that question. What is truth? And how do we find truth? That's the other question. You know, a lot of people think that uh, truth is objective. In fact, that's kind of the way that our world works nowadays is that truth is objective. It's how you see it. So whatever the truth is, is how you feel the truth should be or where you think the truth should be. But the problem with that is that truth is always subjective. It's always fact-based. We can't bend the truth. And the problem, and the problem that we see is that a lot of people are trying to bend the truth, especially when it comes to church world. So where is it that we go to to find the truth? Well, the answer is we find it in the Bible, the Holy Scriptures. That's where we actually find our truth. And honestly, nowadays, it's really blurred. You know, we've, we talked about it last week with the theology stuff, but, you know, the truth of, of Jesus is really blurred in, in our church culture, and the truth of the gospel can be very blurred. And I think a lot of it has to do with distractions. We allow these outside distractions to come into the church and to come into our faith, and we allow them to keep us from focusing on what the true mission is. Remember I said that the enemy loves to use distraction because it really can turn us away from the goal that we're supposed to be at, and it makes us focus on something else. And unfortunately, what I see now is a church that is extremely distracted. It's distracted because 
it wants to be it wants to, to be able to appeal to a broader audience and so we allow these political things to creep into our church we allow these cultural things to creep into our church we allow all of these different things to creep into our church and to kind of take the place of what is our true goal and that is to show people the love of Jesus Christ and to show them the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross but a lot of times we just allow ourselves to fall prey to the distractions in life. And I know it's hard. It really is hard. Jesus prayed for his disciples that they be in the world, but not of the world. And when it comes to our us as followers of Christ... We can't fall for the distractions that the world is trying to throw at us. We have to be true. We have to stay focused on the truth of the scripture. And that is that Jesus Christ came, that Jesus Christ was the son of God, that Jesus Christ allowed himself to die on a cross and that Jesus Christ rose again three days later. And it's that gospel truth that the world desperately needs to hear. And we can't allow the distractions to get in the way of that. Let's pray. Father, our world is distracted. There's so many other things that are vying for our attention, and yet as followers of your son Jesus, we need to be very aware of the fact that we can't be focused on them. We have to be focused on the truth of your scriptures. Lord, there is a special message that the world desperately needs to hear that your son Jesus died on the cross and rose again for them so that they can overcome the sin that is in their lives. And Lord, when we allow the distractions of the world around us to get in the way, well then, we lose sight of that goal. And so, Father, I pray that our attention be solely on you, solely on your scriptures, on the truth that is your book. And that we be focused solely on the truth that your son Jesus died for us. In your wonderful and holy name, amen. Well, everybody, I guys hope you guys have a great week. I'm actually going to be back on Good Friday with... One more message out of John 17. But until then, take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to today's Morning Moment. It is my hope that today's devotional has inspired you. And if it has, can you do me a favor and share it? And then just take a few minutes and rate the podcast as well. These two things will help me immensely to reach more people and to help them to experience the gospel of Jesus Christ like never before. Also, don't forget to subscribe so that you can get the podcast when it releases. If you'd like more Mission 4110, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And once again, thank you for joining us on the Mission 4110 podcast. Take care and God bless. (music) Thank <music> you.